but uh, uh, Pastor Lejeune, as uh, my wife and I know him as Richard Lejeune, but he is Pastor Lejeune now, and so uh, we, we respect that. We respect his office, and uh, we thank him and his wife, Angela, for allowing us. You know, I actually forgot what you just mentioned, Pastor Lejeune, that I actually translated the entire wedding ceremony. I had forgotten all about that. And uh, praise the Lord. That's a good memories, good memories. And you guys got a great thing going on here. You got a great church. And I've met quite a few of you and some of you that have been here for decades uh, through several pastors. And wow, I'm impressed. I am impressed. You got a, a great thing going on here at White Oak Baptist Church. And I commend you and uh, I encourage you and I hope and pray that I can be a blessing to you this morning. Now, uh, as I preach, I'm looking at the clock. And I'm not used to preaching at uh, 9 or so, 8.45, 9 in the morning, okay? Uh, usually I'm only preaching at my wife. Hey, come on, get out of bed. Come on, you know. Uh, that's the only preaching. We don't have a morning service uh, as far as an early morning service. We have an 11 o'clock service in the morning and then the evening service. We don't have two services in the morning. And so uh, at this time, I'm not used to preaching, uh, but we'll do the best that we can. We'll hopefully be an encouragement to you. And uh, I want to make sure I finish on time. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. And uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 5 of 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. I don't know what your custom is here at White Oak, uh, but I'm going to ask you if you are able, uh, if you would stand for the reading of the Word of God in, in honor of the Word of God this morning. And <clears throat> we'll read these first five verses and then we'll get right into the message. <clears throat> Let a man so account of us as of the ministers, uh, make note of that word, ministers of Christ, and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord." Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. And let's pray one last time before we get into the message. Father in heaven, Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, dear God, for allowing us uh, to gather and to worship, uh, Lord, and to be able to open your word. Lord, we thank you for giving us a copy of your word. Uh, we thank you, dear Father, for preserving it for us, for inspiring it. We pray now that you would forgive us of sins, that you would cleanse our hearts, our minds, and our souls of anything, dear Father, that would hinder our fellowship and our worship of you this morning. And Lord, I do pray uh, personally, Father, we pray for First Baptist Church in Parrishville right now. We ask that you would bless that place today and uh, be with them. Lord, help them to know that uh, Trina and I love them. We pray that you would minister to them this morning and help them, Lord, to have a great time. But we, we ask now that you would bless this time here, uh, here in Connecticut, in Stratford, Connecticut, Lord, at White Oak Baptist Church. Lord, help us to receive a blessing from heaven. May you pastor us this morning. May you be the speaker. Lord, speak through me. Use me as your instrument. And bless your people here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Now, I'm going to tell you that my wife and I, we've been married now 23, going on 24 years. We met in high school. Uh, I know it's hard to believe we've been married that long because, you know, I look so young. Amen? Anyway, uh, we met in high school, and uh, initially we went to the same school for all four years. We did not know each other for the first three years. Uh, we kind of, you know, um, just kind of did our own thing, and she hung out with her people. I hung out with my people. Didn't really know each other. But we did have one mutual friend. 
Uh, we had one friend who, who was a buddy of mine who uh, played on a football team with me, and uh, he, he knew her, and, and he knew me, even though we did not know each other. And so he thought that we would make a good couple, and so he decided to, to set us up on a blind date. Blind date. You ever been on a blind date? Okay. Anyway, so he set us up on this blind date, and, and he comes to me. He says, hey, uh, Pedro, I, I got this, this beautiful girl that I, I think you'd you know, fit really well with, and I think you all would hit it off. And, and I said, man, I, I don't, I don't want to be set up like this. You know, I don't want you to be playing Cupid in my life. And he said, no, 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 trust me, man. This, this, is, this girl, she's perfect for you. She's right. She's, she's pretty. She's nice. You, you'll like her. You'll like her. And he, and he said, man, I, I said to him, I said, I don't, I don't want to go out on a date with someone I've never met, someone I don't know. And, and he said, I mean, I don't, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? And he says, oh, I got the perfect solution for you. He says, if you, uh, when you go to this blind date, if you go to pick her up, you go to her house and you knock on her door and she comes out and you don't like what you see, just pretend to have an asthma attack. So, you know, you knock on the door and if she comes out and you don't get you, you know, just pretend to have an asthma attack and then, you know, call it off. And so I said, I was reluctant. I said, okay, all right, I'll try it. And so uh, that night, the, the, the date, I, I go to Trina's house. I knock on her door, and, uh, and she steps out. And, and I say, in my heart, you know, I'm thinking, oh, man, this is awesome. This is great. Uh, and then she says, <laughs> that's actually not true, but it's funny, amen? <laughs> Needless to say, we did meet in high school, uh, and uh, we got married, you know, shortly after we graduated. We've been together ever since, and uh, I thank the Lord for my wife. I thank the Lord for her putting up with uh, my shenanigans, amen? Uh, but praise the Lord for a good wife. And uh, We're here in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, I've gone through verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of 1 Corinthians at our church. And uh, when we preached in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, we, we focused on that word, minister, ministers of Christ on, on, in, uh, in verse number one. Uh, and Paul is denouncing factions. He's, he's preaching against or teaching against schisms in the church. The church at Corinth had a lot of problems. Uh, in chapter three, you had people saying, well, I'm of Apollos. You had other people saying, well, I'm of Paul. And you had these people saying, well, uh, the, the smug ones, well, I'm of Christ. You know, and so you had all these people that they were factioning and schisming and, 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 and disunity and disharmony in the church, bickering and feuding and fighting. Uh, in, in chapter five, there's a fellow who's, who's doing things with his father's wife that he shouldn't be doing. I mean, this, this place is a mess. The church at Corinth is an absolute disaster. It's a mess, and the Apostle Paul, God, by way of the Apostle Paul, is saying, hey, uh, you need to fix this stuff. Uh, you don't need to be schisming and factioning and dividing and, and having disunity. Listen, if you're going to have a healthy church, which I believe you already have already, uh, but if you're going to maintain a healthy church, we must have unity. We must have harmony. We're not going to agree on everything, but we must agree to disagree on the minors. Uh, instead of, uh, you know, taking, uh, taking that, that having, going to the extreme and, and dying on that hill and saying, I'm going to stand on this. And, and usually when people do that, it's something minor. It's not anything doctrinal. Uh, it's the color of the carpet. Uh, it's the color of, of, of the paint on the walls. It's, it's you know, uh, certain things that the schedule of the service and how pastor does it. And, and it's not been done that way. And listen, we should not divide over those small items. They're insignificant. They're not important. And Paul is saying, hey, you need to be a minister. And and this word that he uses here in in chapter 4, that's ministers, uh, he's saying, hey, you need to have the spirit of, the attitude of someone that's ministering for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that word minister, that entails a lot. 
That word minister is basically saying you and I are servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're his servants. Uh, we are ministering to his people. Uh, and he gives us here uh, several items to help us understand this. Write this down. I don't know if you got outlines. You guys get outlines? Okay, well, anyway, point number one. Amen. Here we go. <laughs> I'm used to saying write this down because we hand out outline, outlines. No big deal. Uh, point number one, we see the definition of a servant. Look at verse number one, if you will, of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. It says, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. The ministers of Christ. Now, every one of us that are sitting here in this room, if we know the Lord is our Savior, if we've been saved, then we're a minister of Christ. It doesn't matter if you sit on the platform. It doesn't matter if you have a title. It doesn't matter if you have a position. If you're a saved individual, if you've been bought, uh, bought rather by the blood of Christ, uh, if you uh, are free, free, thank God I am free, as the lady sang. If you're free spiritually, you're a minister of Christ. I'm a minister of Christ. You're a minister of Christ. We're all servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. This word minister uh, that's translated in English to minister, the, the, the Greek word is the word huperites. Now, okay, for those of you that uh, I struggle enough with English and I barely know some Spanish, so I don't, I'm not trying to learn Greek. But nonetheless, uh, it helps us to understand what Paul was trying to communicate, okay? The word huperites, uh, it was basically referring to galley slave ship, or a ship, uh, the galley ship slave, uh, slaves in a galley ship. Uh, and, and you, you ever seen a galley ship? Anybody ever seen the movie Ben-Hur? You seen the movie Ben-Hur? Okay, so uh, you saw where, where the men were, were chained, uh, those slaves, they were chained to those oars. Those were ships that had oars that would stick out at three different levels, some of them, and up to 150 oars. And those oars, those those slaves that were chained to that bench, and, and they had to uh, row and row and row. They were the huperites, what we would call under rowers. They would be under, underneath, under the bottom, uh, there towards the bottom of the ship, and, and they would be rowing and rowing and propulsed. Uh, they were used as propulsion for the ships to go into battle. Uh, or to travel, whatever the case would be, uh, but that's what they did. Uh, that was their life. They were the under rowers, huperites, huperites. Uh, that's the Greek word that's translated ministers here in First Corinthians chapter number four. Now, uh, the city of Corinth, the city of Corinth was uh, is even still today uh, between there's a little isthmus. Uh, you have the mainland Greece and, and then there's a little a piece of land that has uh, water on each side. And then there's another piece of land, southern uh, 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 Greece. And then that little isthmus, that's where Corinth is found. Uh, that's a, it's connecting mainland Greece to that southern part. And at that little isthmus, that's where Corinth is found. There, it was a metropolitan city. Uh, there was a lot of ships that would come in and out of that city. And so for Paul to say uh, the huperites, hey, we're all huperites of Christ. See, for you and I, we have no idea what that means. We don't understand. Even if I were to say we're all under rowers for Christ, we wouldn't get that. But the folks in Corinth would. They would understand. They were very familiar with those galley ships. They were very familiar with the under rowers, those slaves that were tied to that ship. And they understood that these people, they were the servants to the captain of that ship. The Apostle Paul is telling you and he's telling me, he told the church of Corinth, the Holy Spirit through him, that we are the under rowers of the ship. The Lord Jesus Christ is the captain of And we are to be faithful, we are to be faithful 
in doing our job. We are to be faithful in doing what God has called us to do. Uh, five different things that we see here in 1 Corinthians 4 uh, as to help us faithfully fulfill our job as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, letter A, we see, we see we are to keep time. We are to keep time. Uh, and this, by this I mean we are to obey the captain's orders. Alright, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and look at verse number 3 if you will. He says here, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self, for I know nothing by myself. Yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. Hey, the person that I answer to is God Almighty. The person that I, I need to be listening to and submitting to and obeying is the captain of the ship, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not, I'm not accountable to other people, although we can be, of course we should be, but at the end of the day, ultimately, I'm accountable to God Himself. He's the captain. He's the leader. Uh, he's the one that's steering the ship. By the way, I, I will say this, uh, God has ordained for there to be a human authority, of course. Uh, we have pastors and churches. We have uh, kings and presidents that lead countries. Uh, and understand that we do have to submit to them. But at the end of the day, we're submitting to the Lord through them. Does that make sense? Everybody with me so far? We submit to the Lord through them. Uh, needless to say, the Lord is the one that directs. The Lord is the one that determines the direction of the ship, uh, where we're going, uh, how we're getting there, how fast we need to go. Uh, if you've seen the movie Ben-Hur, you know that uh, those galley slave ships, those, those slaves in those galley ships, uh, they were chained. Uh, they were there. Uh, some of those oars would be uh, some uh, as long as 30 to 40 feet. So it would require three men on one oar. Uh, one thing that they that they showed in that movie was uh, at the front of the ship there at the bottom uh, in that galley area, there would be a man beating a drum, beating a drum. And, and those rowers, they had to row to the beat of that drum and they had to row in time together. They had to work together. Uh, and if, if the captain said, hey, uh, we're, we need to move faster, the message was relayed to that man and he would beat faster. And those rowers would have to row faster. If the captain said, oh, we need to row, uh, go slower, uh, the message was relayed and he would beat slower and they would row slower. But listen, we need to keep time and, and row and work and serve according to his drumbeat. You ever heard the phrase, you know, uh, he, he, he lives life uh, according to his own drumbeat, you know, something like that. That's how sometimes Christians are. You know, I want to live my life and I want to serve the way I determine, the way I decide no, 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 that's not the way it is. We are to live our lives and serve the Lord according to his drumbeat. If he says go faster, go faster. If he says go slower, go slower. If he says stop, stop. Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. By the way, not only the steps, the stops of a good man are also ordered by the Lord. And so we need to make sure that we're going to the beat of the drum of the Lord Jesus Christ, the captain of our ship. Uh, look at verse 5 again. Verse number 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the time. The time. Keeping time with God. Before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. Hey, are you beating? Are you, are you marching to the beat of your own drum? Or are you marching to the beat of God's drum? 
Are you marching to the beat that God is setting or are you saying, I want to do it my way? I want to do it the way I want. I want to go as fast as I want. I want to go as slow as I want. It's, it's me. I, I determine. No, no, we're not the captain of our life. Or at least we shouldn't be. We should not be. Are y'all with me this morning? The Lord should be the Lord of our life. If he is Lord, then we need to be obeying his commands. So we are to keep time. Uh, letter B, number two, we also are to keep together. Keep together. And by this, I mean that we are to row in harmony. Okay? I, I brought this. Uh, this, is, this is not really one of the uh, galley ship oars. Obviously, it's just a uh, canoe paddle. Amen. Uh, this is what I used to keep my wife in line. Amen. Uh, no, <laughs> it's how we've it's how we survived 23 years. Amen. No. Uh, and, and so listen, I brought this. This is the the best illustration I could bring. I, I, I don't have anything that's much longer than this. This is actually not even mine. It's one of the members of the church back home. Uh, anyway, so uh, listen, the, it, it would be some would be 30 to 40 feet long. You'd have three men with their hands on that oar. And so the, the beat, the drum would start beating. The captain would say, hey, uh, let's move forward. And we would say, they would be told to row. Listen, if one person is pushing and the other person is pulling, it's not going to work. If one person is pulling and the other person is pushing and the guy in the middle is sleeping, <laughs> are you with me? It doesn't work. You have to work together. Uh, if, if these guys on this side are, are, are pushing forward while these guys on this side are pushing backward, that ship is going to be a mess. It's not going to get to its destination. Uh, we have to work together. We have to be in harmony. We have to be uh, cooperating with one another, not necessarily agreeing on every single thing, but agreeing to disagree on the minors. So, so keep together. Look at verse number one of 1 Corinthians 4. Let a man so account of, what's the next word? Us. Let a man so account of us. Not me, not I, but us. Uh, as of the ministers, plural, of Christ. And the stewards, plural, of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards, plural, that a man be found faithful. Hey, you ever realize that this whole Christianity thing is, is, is not a one-man show? Are you all with me? When I do this, that means I want you to say amen. Amen. When I touch my ear, amen. <laughs> That's just a clue. Anyway, uh, it's not a one-man show. It's not Pastor Lejeune that does all the work, as we talked about in the Sunday School Workers Conference. Uh, it's not Pastor Lejeune and, and the assistants that do all the work. Uh, it's not even Pastor Lejeune and the assistants and, and the Sunday School teachers that do all the work. It's not Pastor Lejeune and the assistants and the Sunday School teachers and the deacons that do all the work. No, no, no. It's all of us together contributing, participating, cooperating, serving, ministering for the Lord Jesus Christ. If we're going to reach our full potential individually. Who put that thing there? If we're going to reach our full potential individually. If we're going to reach our full potential corporately as a church. We must work together. We must be in unity. We must be in harmony. We must work as a team. Keep time. Keep together. Let us see. Keep trusting. Keep trusting. And by this we mean stay humble. Stay humble. Uh, you realize that those slaves and those galley ships, those slaves, the, their, their, their future was tied to the, the future of that boat. Their destiny was tied to the destiny of the ship. If the ship went down, they went down with it. They had no freedom. Uh, they had no say. Uh, they had nothing. All they had to do was row. 
That's it. They were worker bees in that system. Uh, and the captain dictated, the captain directed, uh, and they were to humbly submit to the orders of the captain. Okay, look at it. Verse number two. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found. What's that next word? Faithful. 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 I've talked to several of the members here, and, and it's incredible to see they've been here so long and been through different pastors, and they've been faithful, faithful to White Oak Baptist Church, faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, faithful to the services here, faithful to the ministries here. Man, praise God for faithful people. Man, we're missing faithful people in churches nowadays. You know, they, they get upset if, if a certain song is sang a certain way or, or if the pastor decides to do something differently or, or if things are done not the way it was done before. They get all upset, throw their arms, and, and they, they run out the door. There's a lack, there's a dearth of faithfulness in churches today. There's a dearth of commitment. Yeah, well, if it makes me feel good and if, and if it's encouraging and, and if the music is good and, and if the, the messages are, 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 if they tickle my ear, then, then I'll go. I'll, I'll attend. I'll, I'll, I'll be faithful. No, 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 that's not faithful. That's, that's a fair weather Christianity. As long as things are going well, you serve. But when things start going bad, that's when we end up going in the other direction, backsliding 180 from God. Hey, let's not be that way. Let's be faithful stewards. Let's be faithful ministers and obey the Lord. Keep time. Keep together. Keep trusting. Uh, You know that the slaves in those galley ships, they had no idea where the ship was going? No idea. They had no idea if they arrived. They had no idea when they were to move again. They had no idea of the... The, 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 the goal of that ship, they were just to, they were just to keep rowing. Keep rowing. Keep rowing. Keep on rowing. Keep on serving. Keep on ministering. Don't try to be the captain. Are y'all with me? Uh, hey, just be the worker, the faithful steward, the faithful individual. Uh, look at verse number four again, if you will. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, and that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. Hey, don't think that you're greater than what you really are. Hey, don't think that uh, you're so special that the church won't make it without you. Y'all with me? Uh, don't think that, well, you know, if it wasn't for me, that then this would fall apart and that would fall apart. And, and listen, none of us, none of us are the ones that are building the church. The Lord Jesus Christ, he's building the church. He's the one uh, providing. He's the one uh, making things play out and work out. Now, it's him. It's not us. To God be the glory. Great things he hath done. Not us. It's not about us. We're just under rowers, man. We're just the Huperites, man. We're just, we're just those worker bees, man. Just keep on rowing. Keep on rowing. Keep on rowing. When, when he says row faster, we row faster. When God says row slower, we row slower. When God says stop rowing, we stop rowing. When God says start rowing, we start. Are, are you getting this? Are you getting it? It's his direction. It's his leadership that we're to follow. We're to obey. We're to submit to. Uh, you know that those slaves and those galley ships, they got no glory. They got no pats on the back. Uh, no one said, hey, good job. Way to go. Uh, woohoo! You're the best rowers. No, nobody said that. Uh, if, if you know that they were never seen, nobody even saw those those slaves down there. 
The people out in the outside world, the, the battles that were going on, if a ship came back from a victory, uh, they would applaud the captain. They would not applaud the under rowers. If an under rower who was unseen, was unrewarded, if he was ever seen, he was not doing his job. Are you with me? If an under rower says, hey, he comes out and says, hey, hey, look at me. Ha, I'm a good rower, buddy. Look at me. Woo-hoo. He's not doing his job. Are you all with me this morning? That's very important. That's very important because some people say, well, I can't believe that they didn't schedule me to sing on Sunday morning. How dare they? Don't they know how good I can sing? Don't they know what kind of voice God blessed me with? Man, I could bless White Oak Baptist. That's people do this stuff. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Well, I can't believe that, you know, uh, he gave, pastor gave that person the class. Well, I deserve to have a class. Don't he know that I know the Bible inside and out and I can teach the Bible better than that person over there? And they're, they're that under rower that's come somehow, come up from under the, the galleys and, and is out there saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. And God says, no, 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 you don't get the glory. I get the glory. I'm the captain of the ship. And if we're out there being seen and seeking reward, we're not doing our job. We are to keep time. We are to keep together. We are to keep trusting. Uh, letter D, number four, we are to keep on tugging. Keep tugging. Keep tugging. Uh, look at verse number nine of 1 Corinthians 4. For I think that God hath set forth us, the apostles, last, as it were appointed to, what's the next word there? Death. Hey, we're, com- we're in this till, till death do us part. Uh, we're committed to this thing till death. Uh, for we are made, look at what it says there, verse 9. For we are made a spectacle, a spectacle unto the world. Hey, we are made a spectacle. You, you know the word spectacle, those of you that wear glasses or, or maybe uh, use, uh, 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 what are those things called? Uh, uh, contact lenses. Okay, and you need help to be able to see. Uh, those are called spectacles. We don't call them those, but that's another word for it. Listen, the world sees God and Christianity and the Word of God through the spectacles of our life. Are you with me? They see, uh, some people, the only Bible they will ever hear or read is your life and mine. I wonder if, if everyone at White Oak Baptist Church gave the way you give. What kind of church would you have at White Oak Baptist Church? Hey, would, would we, would, would White Oak Baptist Church be able to still have Sunday school classes and run buses and, and have, you know, an addictions ministry and would, would all of that still happen? If everyone gave the way you gave. If everyone prayed the way you pray, uh, what kind of a prayer life would White Oak Baptist Church have? If everyone witnessed the way you witness. If everyone was faithful as you are faithful. Uh, If everyone served the way you served, hey, what kind of church would White Oak Baptist Church be? Think about it now. Think about it. If everybody did it the way I do it, would it be faithful? Uh, Would it be consistent? Uh, Would it be sacrificial? Uh, Would it be genuine and sincere and and devoted to the Lord? What would it be like? Uh, We need to make sure that we keep on tugging, stay committed till death do us part. Hey, we're in this for life. This is not just a flash in the pan. Uh, we're not just, uh, <clears throat> I forget who it was that said that Christianity is not measured in years. It's measured in decades. 
I'm in my third. Amen. Uh, we're still working on that. Listen, we're going to keep, you know what? You're going to go through trials and tribulations and valleys, just like I've gone through trials, tribulations and valleys, like your pastor and his wife have gone through trials, tribulations and valleys. All of us have gone through trials. We've all gone through tribulations. We've all, we've all been in the valley and God has brought us out every single time. He's faithful. He, he's, he's good. He's loving. He's compassionate. And it may, you may be in the valley right now. Hey, don't, don't get discouraged. Don't back out on the Lord. Don't walk away from God because the mountaintop's coming. It's coming. Listen, even if the mountaintop is heaven, that's the greatest mountaintop ever. Are you with me? That's the greatest mountaintop ever. Uh, this life that we live here, 50, 60, 70, 80, uh, if we're fortunate, 80 or 90 or whatever, listen, it's just, it doesn't even scratch the surface of eternity. It doesn't even begin to, to compare to the beauty, the wonder, the splendor, the awesomeness of our eternity with God in heaven. Hey, let's give them all we got while we're here. Are y'all with me? Let's give them all we got while we're here till death do us part. Keep tugging. Uh, we see the definition of a servant. Uh, we got to hustle here. Point number two, we see the description of support. The description of support. And under that, we see mentoring. Mentoring. Verse number 14 of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Mentoring. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. Uh, for though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. The apostle Paul is saying, hey, I, I am like your spiritual daddy. I'm like the one who's trying to help you and, and instruct you. And, 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 and I'm warning you, hey, this is not good. This is not right. Uh, you know, the Bible says that uh, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Open rebuke is better than secret love. Someone that loves you, someone that cares about you, hey, they're going to tell you uh, if you have food hanging on your, on your face. <laughs> Are you with me? Uh, they're going to tell you if you're doing something that's detrimental for you and for those around you. Uh, they truly care about you. They truly love you. Uh, that's what they will do. That's mentoring. Uh, we see letter B under point number two. We see modeling. Not just mentoring. Hey, hey, helping, instructing, uh, warning, but also modeling. Look at verse 16. Verse 16. Wherefore, I beseech you. Be ye followers of me. Hey, follow me, the Apostle Paul is saying, as I follow Christ. Hey, be a mentor. Be a, a model of Christianity for that individual. Uh, be a model of faithfulness. Be a model of commitment. Be a model. Hey, be a role model for Christian people to follow and say, hey, I, I, one day I want to I want to be like that fella. I want to be as faithful as he is. I want to be as committed as she is. I want to work as hard as they do. Man, I want to be faithful to the Lord and to the church like them. Hey, let's be models for others. Let's mentor other people. Uh, we see mentoring. We see modeling. And lastly, we see meeting meeting. Verse number 18, if you will, we see meeting. It says, now some are puffed up in verse 18. Now some are puffed up as though I would not come to you, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord will and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Paul is saying, hey, I'm going to visit you. I plan on visiting you. And I hope and pray that when I visit you, I don't have to be disciplining you or correcting you. Hey, I would, I'd rather this meeting be a meeting of rejoicing and excitement. Uh, but in order for that to happen, you've got some adjustments that you need to make. Uh, you've got some changes that you need to uh, adjust in, in, the, in your life, in the life of this church. 
hey, straighten up so when we meet, it won't be quite as harsh. Look at verse 21. Verse 21. What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness? Hey, let's, let's make sure that all that we do, we, we realize that at some point in time, we will give an account for everything that we do and say. Every idle word that proceeds out of our mouth, we'll give, we'll give an account for. Every idle word. Uh, everything we do, everything we say, uh, every way we treat people. Uh, e- Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that, ye may, uh, that we may be encouraging the people uh, so we can lift people up. Uh, we need to be the type of people that say, okay, this next move that I'm going to make, this next decision that I'm going to make, uh, this next thing that I'm going to do, will this honor the Lord? Will this please Him? Will this encourage others? Am I doing my job, putting my hands on the, on the oar? Okay, Lord, what direction are we going? Okay, Lord, when do we start? Okay, here we go. I'm rowing. I'm doing my job. I'm cooperating with my fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord. Hey, let's row together. Hey, let's row together. Hey, let's serve and let's minister and let's keep on rowing till he takes us to heaven. Hey, let's be faithful. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. How about it this morning? If everybody did Christianity the way you do it, how would their Christianity be? Would it be a success? Or would it be mediocre? Or would it be a failure? Hey, I believe you're here. You're faithful to the church. You're attending this morning because you want to be faithful to the Lord. You want to do right in his sight. Hey, let's take 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and let's be faithful ministers of the Lord. Let's bow together for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we do love you this morning. We thank you, dear God, for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with your word. We thank you for this message from 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And Lord, help us to be doers of your word and not hearers only. Help us, dear God, to make a commitment. Lord, if we've already made that commitment, help us to re-up on that commitment. Lord, if we haven't made that commitment, Lord, help us to make that commitment today, even right now. To decide to be a faithful minister, a faithful worker, a faithful giver, a faithful witnesser. A faithful Bible reader, a faithful prayer warrior. Lord, help us to be faithful in our walk with you, Lord, so that others might be encouraged. When you're doing a class activity, give plenty of notice. Give plenty of notice for the activity. Going back to that, um, having the other four the must-haves. Who's going to attend the uh, restaurant that has no name? No menu, no staff, and no service. The answer is no one. So we need to have those things in place. Have that environment ready, whether you have two or 200. Give plenty of notice for your activities. We must give our class members plenty of notice so that they have time to arrange their schedules and have time also to invite other people. One month is a good amount of notice, as we will remind them each week in our class bulletins in our menu. You put that reminder in there each week leading up to the activity. Um, one month is just outside the time frame where people kind of say, eh, I don't really remember that. But if you're reminding them each week, you're okay. Outside of, outside of two months, unless it's a big event, you probably don't need to, to have a longer announcement than that. Um, 
try to have a class activity monthly. Letter B, major on equal opportunity events. Major on equal opportunity events. Be an equal opportunity employer at your restaurant. What do I mean by that? The majority of our class activities, if you can, try to have the majority of our class activities allow for every class member to attend, not just some class members. For example, running a Spartan race where you're doing the mud and the obstacles or playing flag football. Not everybody, not everybody is going to be able to do those activities. And really, most people aren't going to be willing to do some of those activities. Not everyone. Our activities may not allow for everyone to be able to attend due to work schedules or uh, whatever the case may be, but they should never discourage anyone who's willing to attend. Hey, I want to go to this. Our class, our class activity, like our church, should be welcoming. It should allow people. Have equal opportunity events such as board game nights, bowling, cookouts, scavenger hunts around town, in-house Christian movie matinee, approved by Pastor Lejeune, with popcorn. All of those events mentioned can be attended by both young and old, adults and children, rich and poor, athletic and not so athletic, used to be athletic, small families and large families, singles and couples. Be an equal opportunity employer of events as much as possible. Taking pictures at events is a great idea. Take some pictures. An even better idea is then to take those pictures and put them up on your monitor the next week or a month later or at the end of the year. We we do that. I learned that from you. We do that in our uh, all-star church, and the children just love that. They see their face. Oh, look at, oh, he's grown so much in a year and all this. They love that. It's amazing. It's a, it's a great class-building time. It really is. In, in order to have a wide range of the class in that slideshow, we need to offer wide-ranging events. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same two or three people in every picture of activity. Okay, major on equal opportunity events. So these are the must-haves for class administration and activities. We must have a class identity. If you if you've already have one, if you already have one picked for you, go with it. Jump in it. Make it your own. If you don't have one yet, take this time to think of it. Take this time to plan for it. Be clever. Be creative with it. Be yourself with it. Uh, that logo is an extension of you. Um, we need a sign out front. You know we, we, that that class identity. That lets people know right away. That makes sure that men don't walk in late to the ladies' class, right in the middle while they're teaching, maybe sharing something important. That makes sure that children go to children's classes, adults go to adults' classes. It, it, it helps so much. It helps so much. It helps new people get acclimated, feel welcome. It's a little thing, but it means so much. We must have a class information list. We have to take care of our customers and staff. We have to. Our customers are going to end up being our coworkers. We must have a class bulletin. It's our menu. What are you offering in your class? If I, if I walk into your class, do I know what you're offering? Do I know when I'm outside the door? Are you meeting me at the door? Do I know when I get inside and I sit down? Do I know by the end of your class what your class is about, what you're about, what maybe even this church is about a little bit? Have that class menu there. It can, you can share so much through that, through a class bulletin. 
have a class follow-up process. You've got to track your visitors. We have to follow up. People need, this community needs this church. It needs this church. These people right here. Look, you're the, you're the core. You're here on a Saturday at 2.05 at church. What are you doing here? You're here because you care about God's business. You're the people that God wants to use to reach this community. And everybody that comes in, hey, God has allowed that person to come into your class. Be willing to go that extra mile and follow up with them. Take that, those steps to care for them. Offer them the coupon for the next visit. You know? Offer them some events. Follow up. And we must have a class activity. Have that special night. Have that kids' night at Chick-fil-A. Have that whatever it may be. Um, maybe you like the, the puzzle, jigsaw puzzle, more than a board game. I don't know. Maybe you're more of a ping-pong instead of bowling. Sure, make a slight tweak to that. Okay, but, but those activities help offer an equal opportunity for everybody in your class to participate. Okay, those activities will bring in the lost great outreach tool also. Five practical ways to be successful in the administration activities of your Sunday school class. Any questions? Good. Save those questions for tomorrow. We'll have a question and answer session tomorrow. Please be here for that. And let's close in prayer, please, and Pastor Lejeune. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do love you. And we're so glad, dear God, that you love us. Father, we love you because you first loved us. Father, you set us here. You set these people of White Oak Baptist Church and me where I live, Pastor Morales where he is, Pastor Montour where he is. Lord, you have us where you have us to meet the needs of the people right around us. Lord, yes, we're giving to missions. Yes, we're taking care of Judea. But what about our own place? What about our Jerusalem? Lord, we're here to do that. Lord God, I ask that you would equip the people of White Oak Baptist Church, Lord, by your power. I pray that they wouldn't do it in their own strength. I pray that they would would take time to pray and let you lead them. I don't want to dictate their way. I don't want to be lords over them. Lord, bless these people to care for each individual that comes in. Lord, bless them in the administration of their Sunday school class. Bless the visitors as they come in. Lord God, continue to bless this place. We ask in Christ's name. Amen.